Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And it's safe to say we probably don't have to worry about another delay for Black Widow since it's coming out in a little bit over a week, huh? Yeah, I hope it's safe, because if you just jinxed us, I'm going to be pissed. I kind of hope I did now, <laughs> just to see if I have that kind of power. Yeah. I can't believe it has been this long. Like it. It's been a long time. It's crazy. Can't wait to finally get some fucking answers. Yeah. Well, what yeah. kind of answers do you think you're going to get? Well, like the answers. Do you think you're going to answer like everything that we've been wanting to know about the future of the MCU? No, but about the questions generated from the trailer, at least you know. Yeah, like uh, where'd she get the white suit? Yeah, that was my top question actually, because her name is Black Widow. Yeah. So. Why not White Widow? Why her comrade doesn't go by the name Captain Russia? <laughs> Missed opportunity right there. Exactly. The only question I want answered is what's the deal with her hair going into Infinity War? They better give me a fucking answer. Yeah. Something better happen. Yeah. I'm sure it's, something's going to be explained. I'm here, I'm calling it right now. Hmm. Okay. This whole time she's had a long distance relationship with somebody. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Turns out Taskmaster is that guy. Okay. She gets devastated mm-hmm. that she has to then destroy Taskmaster. Yeah. Kill him, his army, whatever. Yeah. Okay? Okay. And then she needs a change. Yeah. She just needs a change in her life because of it. Uh-huh. So she goes and gets herself a haircut. She cuts okay. it short. Okay. You know? Okay. I can see that. Somehow I don't think that's at all what it's going to be, but... <laughs> In my experience, when people go through life-changing events... Yeah. They get their hair shortened. Traumatic experiences, regardless of whether they're related to a breakup or not, <laughs> generally, uh, historically, have led to haircuts. So I could see that. I mean, look at me, for example. Yeah. I changed my haircut to be so short, it doesn't even grow ever again. Yeah, because you were so traumatized. I was so traumatized at the idea of losing my hair. Yeah. But here we are. (laughs) How do you explain my recent haircut? I didn't go through anything. It was just hot. That's pretty traumatic. Yeah. (laughs) So it could be that too. Well, we got plenty of predictions, I guess, for... Yeah. Or at least expectations of what's to happen in Black Widow. Yeah. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. And by a little bit, I mean a lot more. Yeah. Come next week when we actually have seen it. Yes. So until then, let's get into our typical podcast of movies, TVs, just one TV. Specifically about TVs. Yeah. yeah. Movies, <laughs> TVs, and games. Yeah. Yeah, let's start off with our new releases that are coming out this this upcoming week. Uh, first up for me, I saw this uh, animated movie coming out on Netflix uh, on June 30th called America the Motion Picture. It's a Netflix original, and it's a it's described as a parody comedy loosely based on the Founding Fathers and the American Revolution. Um, an R-rated, untold, historically accurate retelling of George Washington, okay. who will be voiced by Channing Tatum. Uh, there's a large, like a lot of big names in the cast or the voice cast, uh, one of which is Andy Samberg. Um, I want to say Simon Pegg. There's big names, so it seems like hilarious, and okay. I'm interested. So I'll probably be checking that out. Interesting. Yeah, 
it's very appropriate timing coming up on. Is this something that came out of the blue, or was this something that was like people knew about this? A long I feel time? like I've I, never heard about this. I heard about it, but not that long on the ago. Coming out soon. I heard about it maybe a couple weeks ago, but I didn't bring it up because I was like, "Oh, I'll just say it with new releases." Mm. But it sounds hilarious, so. It seems appropriately timed, given the fact that 4th of July is around the corner, so it makes sense. Um, along the same vein, Netflix has, um, well, not the same vein exactly, but 4th of July is what I meant by along the same vein. <laughs> On July 4th, they actually have something coming out called We the People, and this is going to be uh, a Janelle Monet, Adam Lambert, and a bunch of other artists are going to explain civil rights and the government in an animated series produced by... Uh, Barack and Michelle Obama. It's probably a little bit more on the serious side of things, but yeah, hopefully you got, it's... you got real political with your picks this week. No, it's Fourth of July is coming up. It has nothing to do with politics. I mean, kind of does. It's just a. I mean, it's literally why the country is okay. Busy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm not taking because they didn't agree with the politics of another country. So you're like, you know what? We're gonna make our own it's country. It's themed around the holiday. Okay, that's all it was. It had nothing to do with politics. Um, and here's something that's completely unrelated to politics. It's an older movie, but hilarious if anybody hasn't seen it. On July 1st, Amazon Prime is getting Your Highness. It's a ridiculous, like, medieval comedy whatever. So, I'd say check that out. That's an old movie, isn't it? I know. Yeah, yeah. So, it's okay. an older movie. And so, it's coming back to Amazon Prime okay. from who the fuck knows where. But I, it wasn't, there weren't a large number of things coming out that you didn't okay. already have on your list. So that was my third pick. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> For the week. Well, mine's a little bit more uh, broad, I guess, of picks. Yeah. Uh, I was interested in this uh, Stephen King movie coming out on Netflix as well on, this, on the 30th called Fear Street 1994. It's apparently part one of three, which are going to be released every week. So three movies? Yes. Okay. So I guess you've got to watch them quickly if you want to be caught up with uh, the releases. Okay. Good to know. No clue what it's about, but apparently it took three different movies three to tell the movies. story. Yeah, so it's got to be good, I mean, right? Stephen King, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they're all based on different years, I guess. So. Okay. Uh, and then on July 1st, No Sudden Move. It's on HBO Max. This was a movie that I had no clue about, but it's got a crazy cast. It's got Don Cheadle, Benicio Del Toro, David Harbour, John Hamm, and uh, Amy Simitz, who was Birdie in Sweet Tooth, we just watched. okay. So, it's like a period piece. Okay. About like a bank robbery or some shit like that, but it's got a lot of different people tied to it, and it... It felt interesting. Yeah. It's one of the main reasons I chose one of my picks, too. So, <laughs> good. if it's got a good cast, I'll yeah. check it out, you know? You know damn well they were like, this is a period piece. Get John Hamm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the last one on my list is The Tomorrow War on Amazon Prime coming out July 2nd. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for that one. Which looks like Independence Day 3. Yeah. Yeah, definitely interested <laughs> in that one. But by the time I got here, you already had it on your list. So I was like, yeah. dang it. <laughs> I'm calling it now. This yeah. is my prediction. Okay. In the trailer, he references having to go to do this so he could protect his child daughter from mm-hmm. the events of an alien invasion in the right. future. Yeah. So my prediction is 
he's going to meet his daughter as an adult and fight with her in the war. Mm -hmm. And then do something where he has to sacrifice himself to protect his future daughter. Okay, I can see that. So then it, in turn, protects his young daughter. Yes, that makes sense. I can see that happening. So, that's my prediction. And I'm sorry if I spoil that for anybody (laughs) when I'm right. Yeah. When, huh? (laughs) I don't know about you, but the Tomorrow War, every time I see advertising for it, I see tomorrow and I go, oh, let's sell tomorrow. And then, never mind. (laughs) All right. And then, just a notable mention. We've actually did a whole review on this movie. Uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music is going to be on Hulu and Paramount Plus for anybody who has those services coming Mm -hmm. out on July 2nd as well. Yes. Uh, bigger name property, so I threw it in there, even though wasn't as in love with it as I wanted to be. But yeah, it it was for people who haven't seen it yet. It'll be available. Go ahead and check it out if you. Yeah, feel especially like if it. you already have the streaming service, it'll be you might you might feel like it's better than we felt because we had to pay for it. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get in some of our news, huh? Yeah, let's do it. The biggest story for me personally. Thought we could start with. Yeah. Uh, Transformers, the new installment in the franchise. Uh, they dropped a bunch of information about this movie. Uh, it's apparently going to be called Rise of the Beasts, and it's going to be coming out June 24th of next year, 2022. Okay. Uh, the, I guess director Stephen Capel Jr. shared some news on the movie. I'm not quite sure if this is considered a part of the current Michael Bay installments or mm-hmm. this is like a side one like bumblebee but the synopsis seems to be it's going to focus on optimus prime's early story like when he first arrives to earth okay and it's going to take place in 1994 in brooklyn new york they've apparently cast anthony ramos from in the heights he's like the lead person i believe oh, in that okay. movie. and dominique fishback of Judas and the Black Messiah. Okay. And they're going to... So those two will be the stars of the film. They will also have five factions of Transformers, apparently. Oh, shit. So okay. they're going to have the Autobots, Decepticons, of course. Mm-hmm. Maximals, Predacons, hence the Beast part. So yeah. they are they are going into Beast Wars, which okay. was a popular spinoff of Transformers in mm-hmm. the 90s. Yeah. But they've also added a new faction called... The Terracons, which is interesting because in Beast Wars, there is a Predacon called Pterosaur. Yeah. And when they transformed, the Predacons would say Terrorize. Oh, okay. Which I never understood. Yeah, that makes no sense. You know, because Maximals would maximize. Right. But the Predacons would Terrorize. Not Predatorize? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, right. I guess they were like, they, they had to like really like workshop that for a while. We're like, you know what? We're going to use a different word. Yeah. We're just going to change the word. <laughs> but uh, it, so it seems like maybe they're just spinning off of that whole thing. Okay. I'm kind of concerned about this because it sounds like this is going to be a part of the Michael Bay storyline. Like if you remember Bumblebee, mm-hmm. we had a great movie. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of gave this little tie-in at the end, which was like, is it or is it not a part of the other movies? Mm -hmm. Because the word seemed to be that it was a standalone and it wasn't a part of those. 
but it was kind of left in the air that it could be, mm-hmm. I guess, depending on how they decided money talked. Right. Um, it kind of, just based on the description, is giving me the vibe that it's another one like Bumblebee. Yes. Because it's in a different time. But and... they're saying this is the, the early years of Optimus. Yeah. Before the first Transformers movie. Yeah. Which means this is him growing that relationship with humanity. Right. Which then goes into him being in those movies. Yeah. Which means that that's a part of the story. Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. But it could be something similar to like... Basically, I'm saying it's not a reboot. Right. No, but... uh, So, like the Star Wars universe, how there's like the original trilogy and Mm -hmm. there's the prequel trilogy. I'm not going to speak to which one is better, but Mm -hmm. people have strong opinions about which one is is better. Right? Depending on who they are. So, I but wonder... that's, I mean, let's be honest, that's relatively designated to when were you born, right? Fair, but... I, I obviously watched the old ones mm-hmm. before the prequels came out, because yeah. I was around, mm-hmm. but I was at an age when the prequels came out in theaters, that, that that was more of a connection for me, because I had that theater experience, you know... My uncle Carl brought me to the first one. Yeah. And I got to see it like nights before most people got to go. And I was like really fucking cool. And I got to like be all smug at school how I saw it before everybody else. (laughs) Yeah. Well, my point was though that they can be part of the same canon. That's not to say that's the only reason I liked the movie. Yeah. (laughs) But but it's a lot of it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That they could be part of the same story canon. But... You can like others more than like you can like some more I, than others. That's I, all I'm saying. I guess the the thing that sucks for me is I I guess I wish they it was a soft reboot. Okay. You know we could just it just everyone it's understood everyone just understands. Yeah. We're just they gonna do, do our a new story. Yeah. Maybe they, it I mean, is maybe yes it's the same characters yeah. in the same universe but it's, we're just gonna just kind of ignore the rest of the movies and just start over to be fair the references are fairly vague so yeah. i feel like they could conceivably still do that if it turns yeah. out but here's why this is concerning to me because if they emphasize how it says early years right mm-hmm. yeah they aren't straight up saying orion pax which is his name before he becomes optimus prime yeah. on cybertron yeah but i do fear they're gonna go that route of telling that story of him becoming Optimus Prime. Okay. And have this different identity before that. You can't do that on Earth. Especially in Brooklyn, 1994. Yeah, Yeah, true. The one thing that they keep... Well, I can't say they keep fucking up. Because Bumblebee was a really good movie. But they keep trying to inject humans into these fucking stories. When, you know what? People really would just be fine seeing a bunch of fucking cool badass robots fucking each other up. Yeah. That's true. I mean, we're supposed to be getting a, a War of Cybertron movie, like an animated version, right? I think they said. Uh, yeah, that sounds accurate. Anyways, I guess... And then when you're throwing the, the, the Beast Wars storyline into a movie that's a prequel to the other movies that have already existed, then that's going to just ask for disaster as far as storytelling, right? Yeah. So where the fuck do they all go in the rest of these movies? Yeah. The first Transformers movie came out in 2007, and it was based around that time. Yeah. So, 13 years later... Yeah. The Beast Wars 
characters don't exist now? Like, how are you going to explain where the fuck they've been? Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Like, I'm already seeing concerns of where they're going to fuck up the stories. Yeah. But uh, from what I understand, they have a a few of each faction that they've already have established are going to be in the movie. Obviously, Optimus Prime. uh, And we're getting Peter Cullen back as the voice. Thank God. Yeah. (laughs) Thank God. There is no other voice. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, RC is going to make an appearance in this. I don't know. We, we may have gotten RC, I think, in Bumblebee in the first war. I think so. On Cybertron yeah. scene. Okay. But sh- uh, that character will be a Ducati motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Not a four-wheel vehicle, but a motorcycle. Wasn't she a motorcycle in the c- cartoons? Some of the cartoons. Okay. The original, she was not. Okay. I was like, I swear, I associate her with a motorcycle, so I don't know. But why. in retrospect, I think some of the older, I think the second Transformers movie had characters that were similar to her that were motorcycles. Okay, okay. So that would make sense, now that I think about it. Okay. Uh, Mirage is coming back as a Porsche 911. Okay. As far as the Maximals go, Optimus Primal, of course, we're going to get him. Uh, and I think they reviewed the news a little bit later, like the next day or two. Ron Perlman is going to be cast to play the voice of Optimus Primal. Okay. That's just Prime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was a catchphrase that he had on Beast Wars. Yeah. So you better say that. Okay. They better not pull some Avengers bullshit where he doesn't say it for like 10 years. <laughs> and then when he does, it's like hell of a under his breath. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. What, what did he say? <laughs> we can write a strongly worded letter. Don't worry. Uh, Air Razor is coming in as an opt as a maximal. He's going to be a bird. Makes sense. Made of razors. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of feathers, it's Gillette razors. Gillette is going to be the product placement <laughs> on his chest. Yeah. Rhinox is going to be a character that will be in the movie, and he's just a rhinoceros. It seems legit. He's basically like the Beast Wars version of Ratchet, I would say. Okay. That's what I would compare him to. Okay. He's like the scientist guy. Got it. Uh, Surprisingly, they didn't show anything on the list for Decepticons. I guess we have to assume Megatron won't be in this because as far as the story goes, he's frozen in District, whatever the fuck it is. Mm. Is that a thing? Is it District 9 or some shit? The whole Men in Black fucking organization in the first movie. Oh, right. What the fuck it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I don't remember what it's called, but I District know. Nine. Actually, that's another movie. No, that's a different. It's definitely not District aliens. Nine, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> Refugee bug aliens, right? Yeah. Uh, so the Terracons, they kind of spun off some of the characters that were from the latter half of the G One Transformers. Scourge is a character that they had in that, and they've basically turned Scourge into a Terracon. Okay. And they were introducing a a character called Nightbird. Which is in the comics, I believe. I don't think that was ever a character that I know of from the shows. Okay. Does it, I wonder if he looks like an owl. I think it's a female oh. type character. Well. Probably going to be one that RC goes against. Yeah. And that character will be a Nissan GTR. Okay. I don't know what that means, but. <laughs> it's a car. <laughs> I know. It's a vehicle. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. I don't have an that image. That terrorizes people. Yeah. <laughs> and other Robots. Yeah. Sentient life. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited because I'm always excited for a Transformers movie. I, yeah, of course. Getting a chance to see more fucking live action CGI robot battling. Mm-hmm. 
I'm always for it. Yeah. But I am concerned. Because I kind of thought Bumblebee was like this big, like, oh shit moment of, we were doing it wrong. Yeah. And we can fix this. And now yeah. I'm kind of worried that they may be going back to that. Yeah. Um, one cool thing, though, I think Optimus Prime will be his G1 version, of, as far as I'm aware. Okay. Which we saw in Bumblebee, so. Yeah. I guess we got a, a while to wait for any kind of trailer on yeah, that. Yeah, most likely. But I'm interested to see who else they add to the voice cast. All right, let's move on into some of our other news. Uh, Toby McGuire is returning to films after seven years away. Oh, really? Very interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> it's very interesting. What a time to be coming back to films. Very interesting timing. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know he was not in films for seven years. <laughs> you just figured he was in movies you weren't watching? I just figured I didn't care about the movies he uh-huh. was in at that point. Yeah. Does he organically web shoot? <laughs> not interested then. Not interested. Yeah. So the first film he'll come back to is called Babylon. Okay. It's the first one of five, I think. Okay. <laughs> if I'm correct. Pretty sure that's not correct. Okay. <laughs> uh, and apparently he has not been in a movie since 2014's Pawn Sacrifice. Assuming that's a movie about chess. <laughs> just guessing. Oh. I Okay. I was just thinking he had some important item he sacrificed. To a pawn shop. Yeah, it's a movie about chess. <laughs> <laughs> we went completely different ways on that one, huh? <laughs> well, you know what? It doesn't sound as good as my movie. Okay. I can tell you that. <laughs> Do you think he plays against the Queen's Gambit? No, but he plays Bobby Fischer. I don't know who that is. Uh, he's like one of the most famous chess players in the world. In real life. Oh, okay. <laughs> in real life? <laughs> Sorry. Can't, we can't all be the not biggest my, nerd in the not room. Not my fantasy world where there's all these chess players that, that I know like, about. look like Anya Taylor-Joy. <laughs> Those are, They're all not, just clones of her. Yeah, that's not a real world. I mean, world. if you think about it, if you're the best, then the only way to get better is to play yourself. Yeah, it's just true. Just that out it's there. That's a good point. <laughs> so maybe we should do like a futuristic take on the Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Where she's just cloned a lot. Yeah. In a tournament against herself. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, I know it's not official. He's not, like, deemed in the new Spider-Man movie with uh-huh. this whole, like, multiverse theory that everybody has. And him and Andrew Garfield are both denying that they're in this film. Uh-huh. But it is suspicious. A, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have Doc Ock coming back uh-huh. from, you know, the movie he was in with Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe has not said he's in this movie coming out, but... But nobody would be surprised if he, he was. was in an interview where he was listing things that he was in coming mm-hmm. up. And then he got to a point where he said something like, uh, not knowing if he can say anything about... Uh. Or, he, or he has to wait to say anything about any another project he's okay. been working on. Okay. Which... Presumably is... Like, what other property would that be? Talking about yeah. Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else is like, With you Spider-Man. can't say shit before it comes out. <laughs> we'll take the suit away from you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's a very interesting turn of events there. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. Just saying. It's yeah. possible. Yeah. All right. The next one I, th- I thought you would be pretty excited about. 
or hate it. I don't know. It's, yeah. I, it's a 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> Supernatural is getting a prequel uh, for the CW called The Winchesters. Yeah. It's going to be based on the parents of the brothers with Jensen Ackles set to narrate the series. Yep. I already knew this, actually, because I, okay. I follow him on Instagram. <laughs> Question. Yes. Is this the one that's going to be in The Boys? Yes. Okay. Yes. I was trying to figure out like yeah. if the, the other one's doing this because he didn't get like no, a role the, after the, the show. The other one is currently in Walker Texas Ranger, so he's like busy doing stuff too. Roundhouse kicks. Yeah, I guess so. Jared Padalecki is his name. Um, yeah, no, there was actually like weird like Twitter slash Instagram drama about this. I heard like, <laughs> someone was upset with the producers or something. Okay, so. Uh, Actually, Jensen Ackles and his wife, Danielle, will be producing this series. Oh, so he was upset with himself? So, Jared Padalecki was like, oh, I'm happy for you. That's cool, but I but wish I had heard know. about this some other way than oh. in these social media. He was like, Sam Winchester had nothing to do with her or whatever. And then they've all supposedly, like, made up, basically. Mm-hmm. But there was, like, little drama because people were like, oh my god, he didn't tell the other brother that he was making a series? The other brother. Yeah. It was crazy. So I was like, these people, people are a lot. But I mean, I mean, I'll probably check it out. But I mean, I guess it's within reason that if you were on a series together for like ten years or whatever the fuck it is, yeah, I'm a little surprised. You would be, you would assume you'd be close-ish. Yeah, at least enough to be like, hey, yeah. we're still continuing the story. How cool is that? Yeah, I was, I was a little surprised to think that they didn't actually talk about it. You think so would... part of me wonders if it's a publicity stunt. Oh. Well, I don't know. Just to get the name Just out Just to there. get the name. Like, people, like, talking about it because there okay. was drama associated. Maybe. I don't know. It I'm... seems like a weird thing to do, but... It does. Because I feel like that's a very niche market show. I mean, it's... I mean, I don't know. I'm just it's... guessing because I don't watch it. It's fairly popular. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be that popular. I don't watch it. <laughs> it's just not your thing. Uh, but it's more popular than, than you might imagine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, do you think they... Like, assuming it's a real thing that yeah. he was not... In- informed mm-hmm. you think they didn't want him to be a part of the producing side or i don't know maybe they just didn't think he needed to be involved because it wasn't about him it's about yeah like like neither one of them are going to be but in it per se the other one is producing and then he's going to be the narrative for the story yeah yeah the only reason it kind of implies that it takes modern time and he's telling the story about his parents it's maybe yeah but the only argument i have in his favor is that in this, he's the older brother. So perhaps Sam, the other Jared Padalecki's character, is going to be a baby in this or not born yet, potentially. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't make sense for him to be narrating if he wasn't even born yet. Just saying. Counterpoint. What? <laughs> if that were the case, then... Jensen Ackles? Jensen Ackles... Wouldn't be old enough to sound like the guy he of sounds like. Of course he wouldn't. But it's from his point of view, potentially. I don't know. Yeah, so he just like, I'm going to have a deep manly voice when I'm older. <laughs> and so I'll just think like that when I tell my story in my head. Whatever. I'm just saying. If there were memories from before Sam was born, then it would make sense that Dean is the one telling the story. I'm going to have to stop you right, I have to stop you right there. You're okay. giving too many spoilers oh. for this series. Oh, Am I? What if people haven't watched it yet? You're seeing they're just throwing names out throwing there. Throwing out their names? <laughs> those are those spoilers. Oh, great. Now I know there's a Dean in the show. <laughs> Guess I don't need to watch it now. 
Yeah. I I think I'm behind by a couple of seasons because it got really weird. And I was like, I can't do this right now. I gotta come yeah. back to it. For the senses I've gotten off the internet is it got weird. Borderline people didn't like it anymore. Uh-huh. And then a few seasons after, it got, got good better again, again to the old style. That's kind of what I heard, too. So I feel like I need to get back into it and figure it yeah. out. Because I did really enjoy it for a while. I mean, I think it's safe to say, though, the weakest link of that show was the other brother. Yeah, was it? <laughs> I mean, I didn't call him back. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Turns out the entire show is about the brother. Yeah. But they just recast. <laughs> Yeah. With a potato on a stick. A potato. <laughs> that's all <a> rude. <laughs> I don't know what the guy looks like. That makes me think. I have no idea if that's even accurate. That makes me think of. But if it is, I'm happy. <laughs> that makes me think of that fucking, the TikTok shit flying around that's like the, the audio is like, I'm a potato at the end. Have you seen that? I've never seen that. It's on like a bunch of videos. Is it his TikToks? No, it's not. <laughs> That's why I didn't talk to him. They're like, you look like you were busy with your potato skits on TikTok, so we thought we would just leave you be. Yeah, maybe. All right. Well, so you're excited then? It sounds like you're... I guess not that excited because you didn't finish the show. I mean, I'll check it out. I'm I'm interested to see... Are the parents a big part of the show already, or is it they completely out of the picture, so we know nothing? We know a little bit about them because of various different flashbacks and weird shit where nobody's ever truly dead. So this is like a show where... They could do anything that they want. Almost. And it's not going to impact the future of, the sh- of what they've already done. Almost because... anything, yes. Correct. Okay. They did go back and show some supposed memories or things that their parents did, mm-hmm. but not very many to the point where they have plenty of options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They could just be like, that happened on Saturday. Yeah. We're only going to tell the story from <laughs> Wednesday to Friday. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh... There's maybe good news for the Nightwing movie that was announced years ago. Okay. Because I feel like it's been years. Yeah. Uh, Director Chris McKay spoke with The Bear Cave. I think it's a... I don't know what that is. A cop podcast, maybe? (laughs) Probably. It's a cave that has bears, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He said, no one has told me we're not making this movie. It's just right now, Warner Brothers have other priorities. Obviously, a lot of their plans have had to change and change again. They've gone through a lot of stuff. When I was brought in to do Nightwing, they were in the process of doing Matt Reeves, the Batman. So he was starting his thing there. Okay. So I guess people were just like, I guess this is a dead property because they haven't done anything with it. I'm not sure why anybody would assume anything is dead after the last year. (laughs) Okay. About a point. It probably was just like, and that's on the shelf. You know, like it's probably something that people were like yeah but i think this was announced long before i know we had a i feel like honestly anything list for society to exist yeah but if anything was like already in motion pre-pandemic i feel like it could easily still be a thing even if nobody's heard about it worst case it's probably shifting to hbo max which i'm okay with i mean i kind of wish all of their stuff would do that yeah because then i could just be like i'm at home already watching it (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly See, AT&T thinks they got me <laughs> by giving us free HBO with our internet. Yeah. But I got them. Yeah. Because I'm not moving. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I might even be immortal. I might, yeah. you know, I might 
be so passionate to save money on HBO Max. Yeah. That I just don't die. Yeah. <laughs> and AT&T is going to go in debt. They're yeah. maybe go bankrupt. Yeah. Discovery is going to have to buy them completely out. Yeah. It's going to be chaos. Lesson learned. Yeah. Don't offer free don't shit. Don't offer free shit to me. <laughs> don't start something you can't finish. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I mean, I think it would be a safe bet that this is still a thing. Yeah. Glad we agree. Yeah. And even if it isn't, pending the results of uh, the Batman release, they might just be like, okay, yeah, it's a thing still. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah, they would just lie to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, no, this was never off the table. Yeah. <laughs> we were just working on it in the background. <laughs> 14 years later, they're like, we got around to it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Scarlett Johansson. We brought we brought her up a little bit earlier. We sure did. She's going to produce and star in a Tower of Terror movie for Disney. There's no details on the story of her or her role involved in the property. Okay. But it's a thing. Yeah. So she's staying in the Disney family then. Yes. Although I think there was news that she uh, is not going to continue Black Widow. Uh, this is her last role that we will be seeing her in yeah that sounds right i mean i thought everybody knew that the, yeah the, what she's been saying yeah i guess the implication is with the multiverse that they've established you mm. could always bring anybody back right in any capacity yeah that makes sense but i mean who's to say in the future she yeah. wouldn't come back like 10 years from now yeah she might change her mind yeah <laughs> Well, because there's storylines that they could do where yeah. they could bring these characters back for one movie. Yes. And it wouldn't be a huge, you know, it's not they're the the focus of the movie. Right. They're just they could a guest be like, star or whatever. You know, a weekend of filming or something. Yeah. Or, or like a week or two of filming and they're done. You yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. Like, if you don't think Captain America, Steve Rogers is coming back, yeah. you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> I would say Tony Stark as well as Iron Man, but I think it just depends if Robert Downey Jr. is, like, capable. Yeah, that's a hell of an ending for that character, so I feel like... Well, again, okay, like, there's storylines that they have characters from out of time, like, all, like, joining together Mm -hmm. for, like, their battle, so... Right. That's what I'm saying. You could easily pluck them from wherever. Being dead means nothing in the MCU. Or Sounds a lot like in, Supernatural. In Marvel, I should say. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. spoilers again. Oh. So, you heard it. Dean's not dead. <laughs> Never said he was. <laughs> oh, great. Even more spoilers. But he has been multiple times. <laughs> All right. Um, Harrison Ford has been injured on the set of Indiana Jones 5. Uh, he hurt his shoulder during a fight scene. So production is going to proceed without him and film other stuff while he gets treated and recovers from the injury. Isn't he like a million years old? <sighs> Give or take. <laughs> I'm looking it up because hundreds I, of thousands I of years. I feel like he's old enough that he shouldn't be. He's 78 and he's doing fight scenes. I feel like get a stunt double guy. Yeah. What <laughs> is this? Fight Club Two. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I don't think anybody's surprised by no, this story. No, no one's surprised. <laughs> I guess the question is, is it going to impact further filming where he would have to do some kind of action-oriented scenes mm. where he couldn't do it? 
Will we now see changes where maybe they do CGI somewhere? You know, like Disney's been doing the whole face situation. Situation. Yeah. I mean, maybe they get like a body double and then put his face on them or something. Yeah. I feel like what happened to the cool days where you could just have a a stunt double and have their face covered or whatever. Like they can. You just don't show their face. Yeah, I mean that's what they used to do, and it worked just fine yeah, in many just cases. Get, just give Indiana Jones a a wig. Well, he's got a hat. Okay. Doesn't necessarily need a wig. <laughs> but yeah, he can have quarantine hair. You don't know. Quarantine hair. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> this just in. The movie takes place in modern day. <laughs> but we don't know that it doesn't. Just saying. <laughs> I guess you're right. We don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we kind of do because he would be ancient. As oh, Well, okay. Yeah. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> How old would he be? Like, oh, he was like a hundred and like fifty. I don't know. Something I don't know. Like, I'm just making that up. It's like yeah, one hundred and twenty, one hundred and thirty. Do math. Yeah. I, <laughs> basically, I just took like ah, uh, like twenty, thirty, and I added like a hundred years to it. Yeah. I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like that's about how much time passed. Yeah. Seems right. No, it's not that much. The, the, the movies were like the nineteen forties, right? Nineteen fifties, thirties to fifties were the other movies. Probably. Honestly, I... So, insert math here. Yeah. He'd be pretty old. Yeah, he'd be pretty old. That was some good math. Thanks. <laughs> we got a schedule to keep. Yeah. And we're already behind. Yeah. All right. Uh, a couple other things. Gaming related. So, apparently, Square Enix and Warner Brothers are developing a Legend of Mana anime called The Teardrop Crystal. It's going to be planned for a worldwide release with no date or platform specifically picked yet. Okay. But I think Square Enix has already done some stuff with uh, Netflix, haven't they? Isn't there like a Tomb Raider oh, property coming out on Netflix? I think you're right, yes. So I would assume that would be... But if it's Warner Brothers, I guess obviously it would probably be HBO. Right. Uh, also, it's being reported that Square Enix is working on a animated series for Final Fantasy IX... Which is being co-developed by French studio Cyber Group Studios, with an aim at an eight to thirteen age range for children. Okay. So the the source of this news is Kids Screen. <laughs> Last on our list for news this week, Halo, the live action TV series based off the video game, is losing its showrunners again. Oh. No. So Kyle Killian has already departed the project, and Stephen Kane, who is currently on the project, will depart after season one is complete. What is wrong with this show? Why does everybody keep leaving? It sounds like it has to do with where they're filming. He doesn't want to be there anymore. Oh, okay. They're like in another country, I guess, filming. Okay. Seemed like he wanted to be home from what I was reading. So Bummer. It. I mean, it doesn't sound like it's going to be impacting season one coming out it's just going to be where do they go for season two they'll have to find a new showrunner yeah try and get them caught up with what they're doing or i guess completely change it because if it's a showrunner they're probably going to have the decisions then yeah anyways i'm looking forward to that show yeah especially since it's no longer on showtime yeah and i'll be able to watch it yes definitely where is it gonna be though paramount plus paramount plus that's right yeah. I was like, I know I have access to it, but yeah. I can't think of what it is. <laughs> yeah. 
And before we get into our reviews, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings got an official trailer, or arguably Trailer 2. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like it's a Trailer 2. <laughs> well, they called the first one a tease. Or, yeah, so. yeah. But then they changed their mind by the time the second one was released. Yeah. They're like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck that it. was a, that trailer, was a trailer. Yeah. Changing history. Yeah. All right. So we got our first look at like the the rings. The, they're not really rings. Yeah, they're pretty more, sure there's... I guess look... the rings, but they're bracelets. Yeah. They're like ring shaped, but they're not like you have to wear 10 rings. Because I was picturing 10 rings on fingers. Mm-hmm. And that's Which is what it... Comic, in the comics it is. Yes. Okay. So bracelets seem yeah. The Mandarin is very has got a lot of bling yeah, going on, right? So they basically kind of updated the style, and now they're just bracelets, five mm-hmm. on each arm, mm-hmm. or three on each arm and two on each leg. I yeah, don't, I, something tells me that's not how it works. Okay. <laughs> so they, I wonder if they like five combined to make like a gauntlet or whatever. I mean, it kind of looks like they, yeah, like a cuff situation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so. We'll get into this a little bit, not not a whole lot, but each ring has its own power, right? So, oh, see, that's news to me. Okay, so <laughs> the question I guess I have is: Are they going to do that? Each individual ring has its specific power. Or are they going to just be like more of a general sense? These rings give you some almighty power, and then the more rings you have, the more, the more you have. powerful the power is. <laughs> The more powerful the power is, yeah. Such a wordsmith. I <laughs> a powerful one at that. <laughs> so here is a list of what the rings do. Okay, so one is the ice blast ring. It emits cold that can stun an opponent and drop their temperature to almost absolute zero. So freezing the death. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mento intensifier ring. Boosts mental powers. The Mandarin uses it to control minds and create illusions. Okay. So, sounds like it's the Mind Stone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Electro Blast Ring emits strong electrical energy currents. Okay. Okay. So far, it sounds like elemental. Yes. To an extent. Yeah. But there's not ten elements, so. Well, we're not done yet. Okay. The flame blast ring emits a heat beam of infrared radiation, usually restraint, resulting in flames. Okay. So, he has the power to create summer. Yeah. That's what I'm getting out of this. Yeah, it does sound like that. He just touches people's cars and then they're like, God damn it, now I gotta <laughs> put the windows down. <laughs> The white light ring can alter gravity and emit various forms of electromagnetic energy. Okay. Okay. The black light ring can create areas of pitch black darkness absorbing all light. And it can detect if you have ringworm. <laughs> I knew you were going to make some kind of joke. I just wasn't sure if you were going to go with ringworm or semen. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Is semen usually a go-to for me? No, it's like a, in like fucking crime scene shows or whatever. Yeah, like okay. Blacklight detects whatever. Okay. Yeah. But I am a cat dad. Yeah. So my thought is <laughs> what, how they pissed on. Yeah. And did I get ringworm? Yeah. <laughs> All right. The 
the disintegration beam ring. The ring emits an energy blast that neutralizes the bonds between atoms and molecules. It is so powerful. There's that word. (laughs) Yes, there is. (laughs) That it requires 20 minutes to recharge between use. That's a very specific amount. Very, very specific. 20 minutes. Yeah. So that's like the weakest of the rings, it sounds like. Do you think... It's both the, the most powerful and yeah. the weakest. Yeah. It's like the... Um, what is it? In games, like the sniper takes you the longest to reload. But it's the highest damage per bullet. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Also kind of sounds like it's like the... <laughs> the power stone. It does, yeah. <laughs> uh, the vortex beam ring... Manipulates air, which can be used against an enemy, or levitate objects, or the Mandarin himself. That's what I was Okay, thinking. so basically, wind. Yeah. Or telekinesis. Yeah. One or the other. Or both. Yeah. The impact beam ring emits forceful energy, often used to knock back foes with concussive force, deflect projectiles, create sonic vibrations, or manipulate magnetic waves. So this sounds like the fucking Black Panther suit. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay. (laughs) And the Matter Rearranger ring. That one sounds intense. You better wear a cup. (laughs) Uh, Can manipulate matter on an atomic level, change solids to liquids, liquids to gas, ek. So, the reality stone. Yeah. Seems that way. So, are all of these (laughs) Infinity Stones, basically? It's crazy. That's kind of what I'm curious about. Are they going the route of, like, these individual rings have specific powers? That they'll kind of play with those? Or is it going to be they all kind of cumulatively do all of it? Well, based on what we saw in the trailer, that scene where they seem to be uh, fighting over the rings, Mm -hmm. I'm guessing that they... Yeah, it looked like Mandarin had most of them, but uh-huh. uh, he had, it seemed like, one in each hand. And then, like, one was in the middle, like, kind of in the power stream. The, like, orange stream of whatever energy. Oh, so there was a third one he yeah, had. Yeah, but okay. he didn't technically have a hold of it. It was just, like, in line, but mm-hmm. it was in the orange side rather than the other side. Yeah. So, part of me thinks that they're just, as a unit, multi- like powerful together. Gotcha. Whatever. Yeah, that could make sense. Uh, we got a, a good look at some of the enemies and some surprises. We'll get into that one in a, in a minute. Uh, so Razor Fist, we saw, I think, in the first part, or the first teaser. Mm-hmm. Death Dealer's back in that in this trailer. And then, of course, the Mandarin, which is presumably his father. But we kind of are curious if maybe that's going to be like a twist storyline where it may not be his father. Right. Because he wasn't in the comics. Okay. That's changed as mm-hmm. far as the MCU seems to be. Yeah. Or has it changed? Yeah, I guess we'll find out. But we did get a very big surprise. Abomination seems to be fighting Wong in some kind of arena battle. Yeah. So I have a few questions for you. Like a cage match situation. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, MCUFC. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. McCuffk. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. McCuffk. So... Question for you. Is this Madripoor? Or is this just somewhere else? Um, it feels like a Madripoor type thing, it right? It feels... Where else would Abomination be? 
and we know it is an abomination. It's not. It's not just a lookalike. Okay. It is the character. Okay. Along with it also being Wong. It feels very Madripoor. Because Kevin Feige has confirmed that is those two characters. Okay. Yeah, it definitely feels like a Madripoor situation unless there's going to be another like city in mm-hmm. in the mainland China or whatever. There could be another that's... area that we're yeah. introduced to. Yeah. I was just wondering if that's their way of kind of tying everything together. You know, yeah. the Disney Plus shows and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, the fact that we have Abomination says a lot, right? Yeah. Because we have not seen him since the Incredible Hulk film, which mm-hmm. is like the redheaded stepchild of the MCU. Yeah. It's it, it's a part of the canon, but they don't really treat it like it's a part of the canon. Mm-hmm. I had distribution issues with, you know, Universal owning it or whatever. But I think the Hulk is now under Disney as far as distribution rights again. As of this last year. So, perhaps this is setting up that they are going to continue the character in standalone movies for the Hulk. Mm -hmm. Or whatever, just those property characters. But we got a very uh, more comic design of the Abomination character, right? He had Mm -hmm. the the ear with the webbing between. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He reminded me of, uh, in is that Abomination in the Avengers game yeah yeah and that's what he looks like so yeah, that's he looks why. just like that yeah yeah but he doesn't look like that in the movie that we right. the first yeah, movie yeah, he's yeah. in yeah so presumably he's gotten more doses or he's just over time evolved physically more mm-hmm. since that movie yeah possibly or you know that's just we're gonna supposed to not question it and be yeah, like, yeah that's what he's always pretend looked like. that never happened yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i'm very curious why he's fighting Wong. is this like is this like for money is this for some kind of a a winning of some sort or, you know, yeah, abomination right. isn't like a villain in this, right? right? He's just some guy who's doing a fucking fight for something. Yeah, it, it seems definitely looks like they're just doing a MCUFC mm-hmm. match for but people to gamble. Why with. is Wong there? I don't know who Wong is from Dr. Strange. Oh, that Wong. Um, that's a pretty good question. I wonder if he's feeling lost after the events of things and like, He's like trying to find trying to himself. Like figure out what he needs to do. Did with his he get life? a haircut? Do you think his hair is shorter? I don't think it could get shorter. Maybe him and wasn't he already bald? <laughs> I wasn't talking about his head. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. So Doctor Strange has like the whole multiverse thing coming up in his movie, yeah. right? So yeah. presumably, maybe this takes place during the same time as that. Yeah, and he's or doing his own thing. Potentially, Wong is looking for information, and he gets. Do you think it could be like a intertwining storyline where he's here doing something, but we see him in Multiverse of Madness? He leaves, and then Act Three comes back with something, and then that's what he gets out of this. That's entirely possible. That'd be really fucking cool, huh? Yeah, it would. That seems like a very MCU thing to do, too. Yeah, but they'd have to do it in the way where it didn't. Well, I guess that would be a way to do it where it doesn't matter. Yeah. He could have a throwaway line when he comes back. Like, oh, yeah. I just had to use some power <laughs> of ten rings to yeah. <laughs> to find this doohickey you needed. Yeah, doohickey. <laughs> All right. Well, another character that they kind of glimpsed was what everybody thought was Fin Fang Foom, a very known character in the MCU, a mm-hmm. big dragon. Okay. 
But there's been some toys that have labeled this character to be different. Oh, okay. It's being called the Great Protector. Now, is this a change of name for the exact same character for whatever reason? Or is it maybe just a completely different character? We don't know. Interesting. Okay. But it seems like this dragon is going to be tied to the elemental powers that we've kind of had glimpses of in this trailer. Yeah. And there's other characters that are using, like, wind and water and stuff like that without the rings, it seemed. Yeah. So maybe the rings harness that power. That's some kind of ancient thing you can get through training or something. Yeah. But the, the rings are like a, a cheat way of getting it. Like a conductor or whatever, yeah. yeah. There you go. A conductor. Like, like Thor's hammer. It was a conductor to help yeah, him that's true. summon his it magic. Was. Yeah. That's why he would run trains through okay. enemies with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm excited for it. I'm I was already excited, but like I'm I'm getting more excited as we're getting closer to this one. Yeah. It definitely seems like it's gonna have an interesting storyline it seems like it's very much like uh he doesn't want to be a part of his father's dynasty of his like criminal crime and he wants to be like his own person right Mm -hmm. there was like a scene in there where it seemed like he watched his father kill a guy yeah in a bar or something and he was like you a pussy yeah is that what he said i don't think he said that but (laughs) you could see it in his eyes yeah (laughs) he's like all this power and you're still a pussy. <laughs> yeah. Another question I have for you before we move on. The Mandarin. So yeah. Iron Man 3 had this whole Mandarin's view. Yeah. Was a fake ass bitch, right? Yeah. So there's also a short, if you remember. Yeah. They had Ben Kingsley character in prison and he was broken out by the Mandarin's crew, right? Right. So is this going to be a situation where... They will tie. Do you think they'll tie into that somehow? Will he be in there somewhere? Do you was, think there'll be a reference to that character? I was wondering that myself. Or just Iron Man three in general. Yeah, that whole ordeal. I feel like they have to at least reference it, even if it's just like a throwaway line. Like, like acknowledge for the fans and the viewers how there was this fake ass one doing terrorist stuff. Yeah, and then why he never did anything about it. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully there's some kind of acknowledgement because otherwise I'm gonna be annoyed. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, September. One last prediction. Here's my thing. I think we'll see a Spider-Man No Way Home trailer with Shang-Chi. Okay. That's my prediction. Sounds great. It could be sooner, but I feel like, what was that, three months? Yeah. From the release? Well, I guess that'd probably be too late, huh? We'll get a teaser trailer Mm -hmm. probably in, we'll say, maybe end of july early august mm-hmm. and then a real one. with shang chi we'll get a real trailer okay i hope that happens yeah I, me too yeah <laughs> all right let's get into uh, what we watched this week so here's how our rating system works if we hated something we'll burn it if it was just okay or we're neutral we're going to test it and if it was pretty good we're gonna slice it if we absolutely love the shit out of it we're gonna dissect it And if all of us dissect it, we're We're DTF. DTF. First up, I checked out um, Manifest. This is a TV show that just recently came to Netflix in June. 
sometime this month. Um, seasons one and two are on Netflix, if you're curious. It's a supernatural drama series that centers around the passengers and crew of a commercial airliner that suddenly uh, reappears after being presumed dead for over five years. Basically, hmm. they get on a plane, Interesting. takes off, then they land the plane and find they find out they've been missing. So this show came out in, like, what, 2019? 17. Oh. Or 18. But it was before Endgame. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you're trying to tell me that they stole it from Manifest? No. I think Endgame took it from their comics, which was probably a lot long, longer ago. Okay. Right? I'm guessing. I don't know. But I have to go both look. of them probably took it from, as it turns out, the 4400, which was in 2007, which talks about people being missing for however many years and then coming back. Hmm. So, okay. who knows? It's, I'm sure, a common theme throughout literature. Okay. Um, so, yeah, this is um, a random show that I... I feel like I remember it just recently was like, this show is going to be a new thing. And then like, I forgot about it entirely. So for five years, for five years. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it stars, uh, Melissa Roxburgh and she plays the main character, Michaela Stone and Josh Dallas plays Ben Stone, her brother. I remember him from once upon a time. Uh, he was like Prince charming or whatever. Mm -hmm. I can't figure out. He wasn't that charming because he got pushed to a different show. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I'm about halfway through season two, I think, and um, I know it was canceled recently um, after season three. So season three will presumably be available at some point, but it's not yet. Oh, so you already knew all this info. Yeah. I was going to come in here with this oh shit twist moment for you. That um, it was canceled? Because I thought you referenced how the show was like already done. It was just two seasons. Oh, no. And I like learned that. It may or may not be getting canceled. Yeah, you're here coming in. And there's a lot of, like, petitions and oh. people trying to get it saved or whatever. Oh, I didn't know about the petitions. <laughs> I just knew that it had been recently renewed or canceled. Hmm. Um, the show overall is fairly entertaining. It's a little bit annoying because I still want to know what the fuck happened. Hmm. Like where I'm halfway through season two and still don't know what happened. That kind of bothers me. Yeah. Um... They're basically like the people that were on the plane have some special abilities that are surfacing after. And so it's them like working through what that stuff means and like trying to reacclimate into society. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know. And being accepted or not accepted because yes. of what happened. Because of what, yeah, exactly. And there's this lingering, is it a conspiracy yeah. situation? Yeah, exactly. And then there's people who got on the plane and were engaged or whatever and then they got off the plane and then that person that they thought they were engaged to like two hours prior has now been five and a half years for them and they're they've moved on and married a new person well i mean you should have been quicker to say yes (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and then there's a super awkward one where there's like twins at the same exact age one of them gets on the plane one of them doesn't the one that doesn't get on the plane ages five and a half years. The one that gets on the plane stays the same age. So it's very awkward that mm-hmm. they have, like, quote-unquote, twins that are, like, five years apart now. Um, so, yeah, there's some interesting, weird scenarios. It's not something I'd say that everybody needs to watch. But, like, if you like this kind of... It's just one of those kind of shows. It's a little bit soapy. It feel, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. like, what I've seen of it, it feels like there's episodes where it's like, oh, we're going to help this person with our gifts. Yeah. While having, like, background 
stuff happening with like the overall yeah like what's up with where do we get these powers yeah exactly so it's fine like, touched by an angel but like touched down on a tarmac tarmac <laughs> Um, it's, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's worth checking out. Like, obviously I'm still watching it, but I'm at this point where I'm like, I just need to know what happened. Mm-hmm. Something tells me it doesn't happen if in season like a thing two. they could, like, someone could just write down what happened on, like, a website called, like, Wikipedia or something. <laughs> it's not the same as finding out with the no, story. I'm gonna spend 20 hours. Whatever. You know what? I watched most of this while you were out of town, so it didn't affect your life. Select <laughs> me now. Yeah. Uh, so five years later. Overall, um, I'm gonna slice it. I feel like it's it's entertaining enough that I've kept watching, and I think mm. it's 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 not anything that's like a, a marvel of of writing. And okay. by, I don't mean li- like Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I mean like yeah. it's not anything that's that incredible, but it's that dramatic like oh well this person's gonna do this fucking crazy thing now and then you're like oh my god this other person's involved in some way it's gotcha. just weird but gotcha. it's it's entertaining so okay. how about you what did you watch uh, i watched a couple things uh i watched intelligence season two this is a what they call a peacock original you yeah. know i just bought it from another distributor <laughs> yeah uh it came out june 8th and on sky one and is now on peacock um, stars David Swimmer and other people. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly him, yeah. <laughs> so I was actually surprised to see that you watched the second season of this. I honestly threw it on because I was like, this is something that I can have on the background and I don't have to give a shit about. <laughs> That's why I put Manifest on too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I could do what, I think I was doing podcast stuff. Yeah. And I was like, I don't have to worry about yeah. really paying attention. Uh-huh. But somehow I ended up paying attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the basic premise is he is like CIA, and he now has to go work with the British intelligence agency because of something that he fucked up with, mm-hmm. and so it's like a punishment. Yeah. Uh, and so it's really him just like fish out of water, not really understanding how things work, where they are, and like just sometimes he comes off like he's a complete idiot. Other times he comes off like he's. Really sly and clever. It's just, it's very, he's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, as far as the character development goes. But I will say I had a lot more fun with this season than I did the first one. I don't know if it's just because I watched the first season. So now I'm kind of more accustomed to the characters and their dynamics and stuff. But like, there's this big cliffhanger off season one that they kind of approach into season two, which was interesting. I thought how they concluded that whole thing. Okay. Um, but this definitely gives you like a big cliffhanger for... I guess there's going to be a season three. Okay. Otherwise, it's a really uh, shitty ending. Yeah. <laughs> to a series, but it's funny. He has like a really good dynamic with uh, the character Joseph, who's like basically this real nerdy guy who constantly fucks up, but like he's just like has his admiration for Jerry, which is what David Schwimmer's character's name is. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of interesting seeing how like their relationship kind of like grows from season one to like more of a friendship than him just being a dick. Okay, well that's good because that was one of the things that bothered me about season one. Yeah, like you could see that he's starting to grow these relationships with all these characters, okay. and it's very interesting. I, it, okay, I was more engaged than I was with the first season. Okay, so I would say it 
it's a test it for me. Like mm-hmm. it, it was fun. I, I had some laughs, but it was like a. I think it was only like six or eight episodes. It was a short, okay. like twenty minute episodes. It, it's a short season. And then actually, while I was away for the weekend, as you referenced earlier, mm-hmm. I watched Willie's Wonderland. Yeah. Not his Wonka. Yeah. Yeah, this one had a limited theatrical release in February of this year, but you watched it where on Amazon Prime, right? I believe it was Amazon Prime. Okay. I think it's also available somewhere else. Okay. Um, basically, it's about Nicolas Cage getting a flat tire in the middle of nowhere, and then a tow truck guy's like, hey, I only take cash, and you have no cash, so go work for this guy and clean up this Chuck E. Cheese-esque business Mm -hmm. overnight, he'll pay you, and I'll get your vehicle fixed up for you. Okay. That's the premise. Seems too good to be true. A little too good, huh? Yeah. All that free pizza. Yeah. Uh, Hulu. It's also on Hulu. Oh, it's on Hulu. Okay. Thank you. Uh, So basically, uh, the whole premise is he goes to do this. Turns out there's a bunch of animatronic robots that are like the Chuck E. Cheese characters, but... Worse. Willy. <laughs> yeah. But they're Willy. I, I think like, I think they're Willy. Okay. All of them are Willy or uh, one of them is it's Willy? It's a collective of Willy. Okay. They I, all are Willy. I mean, I'm just making that up. But. I know. <laughs> so they're just like these like, creepy animatronic characters. Yeah. And they are like possessed or something. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, they actually kill people. Okay. So the whole movie is him just being attacked by these robots. and Okay. Are they actually, is it actually like a functioning, uh, like, Chuck E. Cheese situation during the day? Or is it abandoned? It gets into it. Okay, got it. it. It's up in the air if it's abandoned or active during the day. Okay, okay, but okay. But the story will kind of get into it. Okay. Um, but it it gets way more in depth in, like, why everything is happening than I thought it really would. Okay. But full of gore and ridiculous violence on yeah. robots Violence on robots. <laughs> Human on robot violence. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna turn into a, a movement, I can okay, tell you that. Okay. Oh, uh, it's a great time though. It's weird too though because he doesn't speak the whole movie as far as I can tell. Really? He just kinda makes faces like and, and stuff. Or yeah. Like sighs or yeah, like I can't recall one time I heard him talk. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> okay. I wonder if he considered that a challenge to like like, I wonder if he just decided that, that he was going to do that. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. It wasn't even the script. He had yeah. lines, but yeah. he just He's was like, like you know gonna what? I'm going to wing this. Yeah. But he thought that. He didn't say it, obviously, because yeah, he yeah. would have lost. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it, this was a completely cheesy, very, like, low-budget looking thing. It was... There's like this whole thing where he's like constantly playing like a pinball machine, but they never really kind of address why he's doing that. It, okay. It's like this weird thing that he just keeps going back to. Okay. He's always drinking this soda pop, which I'm convinced is beer, but I can't uh-huh. prove it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it's a good time. I had a yeah. lot of fun with it. It's ridiculous. It's Nicolas Cage at his, I don't know if you want to call it best or worst, but... <laughs> Both. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good time. Okay. I would dissect it, honestly. It was, really? It was really fun. Shit, if you're dissecting it, maybe I, I do I need to the, watch you it. You were like, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I was like, really surprised, because I feel like it's so over-the-top creature feature that I thought you would be into it. Is it like Thanksgiving status? I would say yes. Okay. I would say yes. Are there any good but lines? more <laughs> professionally filmed. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm just expecting... 
I, I like the really cheesy lines like, nice tits, bitch. Well, you're not going to get that kind of line. Because he doesn't talk. But there are lines in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's obviously like people in this besides him because right. somebody has to die, right? Yeah. Somebody has to die. Of course. Yeah. So there's, like, randos that, like, are in the fucking movie. Okay. And, like... Okay. There's probably good lines like that. Okay. But I couldn't tell you off the top of my head any right now. Okay. Because nothing really tops nice tits, bitch. Yeah, there really can't be a better one. (laughs) (laughs) Or gobble, gobble, motherfucker. (laughs) Okay, well, you've sold me. Maybe I do have to watch it then. I think you do. All right. That is it for our reviews this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please take a moment to go rate us on uh, Spotify. Yeah, sure, do that. Or I don't know if you can. But <laughs> uh, if you can, sure. that's cool, do that. Uh, but Apple Podcasts or iTunes are the place where ratings seem to matter, and we don't know why, but we would love it if we would get some ratings on there so we can tell how we're doing. Um, you can also check us out on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast, or follow us on Twitter at DTFPod, or check us out on our website, dtfcast.com and you can even send us an email directly to dtfpod at gmail.com and uh, stay tuned we're about to get into some gaming news alright if you're still with us for our gaming news we do have new releases for the month of July for Xbox games with gold Planet Alpha is coming out Rock of Ages 3 Midway Arcade Origins and I'd say the best one on this list, Conquer Reloaded. Okay. Which is a remake or remaster of the Nintendo 64 Conquerors game. Okay. I don't know anything about this. Is there... It was like a big thing at the time. It was like uh, swearing and there was like a... There was nudity because there was like a plant creature that had tits. Okay. Nice is... tits, plant bitch. <laughs> is it a squirrel? Is that the character? The, yeah, the character is a squirrel, Okay, yes, I think. I'm interested. Or a chipmunk or... Something like that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's a squirrel. He's a character, I think, that came from Diddy Kong Racing. Okay. Unless he was in something before that. But he was just like a random character, and then they gave like him his own game, or vice versa. I don't know which came first. Okay. The Conqueror or the Race. I don't know. But that's probably the best one on the list. Nice. That said, it's a pretty weak list, right? Yep. <laughs> and... Getting into our PlayStation Plus for July. Uh, July 6th, to be exact, is when they come out. A Plague Tale, in a sense, is coming out. The PS5 version, apparently. Yeah. This is a really good game. I played this on Game Pass. It's very slow, period piece, set in France. But it's about... uh, It seems like it's about the Black Plague. Mm -hmm. But it's like this tie-in to some more... I don't know how to explain it. Like a... There's more to it than a plague. Like right. there, there's more of a entity behind it. It seems. Okay. Anyways, you follow this girl. You play as as a young girl, and like her brother, you have to like basically protect him. And okay, it's it's there's more a lot of stealth in that game, right? Yeah, it's more stealth. There's yeah. some action, but it's like or there's some, some combat, but it's more slingshot shooting mm-hmm. than actual combat. Okay. But it, it's a fun story. I think there's even a, a sequel or something that they announced recently for on e, at E3. Mm. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. This is going to be on PlayStation Plus. So anybody who's living in the past and doesn't <laughs> have Black Ops Cold War. Yeah. Or Modern Warfare. Yeah. Or Warzone. Yeah. You got that for you. 
for you to play. Yeah. I got to dust off the servers, I guess. Yeah. Uh, WWE 2K Battlegrounds is the PS4 version. And those are the three games you're getting for PlayStation Plus. So it seems like they were comparing notes and they were like, you're giving them trash? Okay, we're going to give them the trash too. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say they're trash. Okay. These are some good games. Okay. The WWE, I wouldn't say. I, is this the one that was like everybody hated and had like a bunch of glitches and problems? I have no idea. Probably. I'm not a wrestling person anymore, so I give that life up. Did you? So I don't really know anything about wrestling games anymore. Yeah. But, uh. From my understand, there's one that everyone really hates that came out recently, or the last year or so. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we're moving on. Switch, they have Destroy All Humans. I guess that's just being ported over? Is it the remake one? I think so, yes. Uh, June 29th. And then Sky, Children of Light, comes out June 29th as well. Uh, multi-platform doom eternal is getting its next gen upgrade on ps5 xbox series x and s on june 29th uh a game that i played a little bit of on pc because i've heard good things about it doki doki literature club plus is coming out on all platforms june 30th it's like a anime kind of storytelling the well, game's, like conversations. The game is all conversation with different characters, yeah. and then like stuff happens, and it's supposed to have some crazy twist or something. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be a very popular game. Yeah. So they've added new uh, missions or story stuff to it since the original game. Okay. And I think it's fifteen dollars if you wanted to buy it. Okay. Otherwise, like the original is free. You just don't have the new stuff. Yeah. And then. Uh, not anything coming out this week, but they did give a, a release date for Aliens Fireteam Elite, which is the co-op Aliens Universe game. It's going to be August 24th. Okay. So, I thought that was kind of exciting. Yeah. I'm curious if you'd ever play that with me. I'm going to have a try. It's Aliens, so. Yeah. All right. First on our list for news, Insomniac Games is developing a multiplayer game. The studio has a job posting that had five positions available, all emphasizing multiplayer projects. Okay. This is big news because they are not known for multiplayer games. They are known for single player games. Mm-hmm. You know, they do Spider-Man, Spider-Man Miles Morales, yeah. and the Ratchet and Clank franchise, yes. which just came out and we'll be talking about later on. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if this is going to be a new project or if it's going to be something tied to something that they've already have in the PlayStation family. It's a good question. I'm curious if this could be something tied to a PlayStation All-Star Battle Royale or whatever the fuck it was called. Remember that game on yeah. PS3? Yeah. It didn't do well. It was basically Smash Brothers for PlayStation. Yeah, it was with all like the mascot before characters. all the Battle Royale games became super I mean, they, popular. They've added a bunch of characters since then, right? Yeah. And if they had the ability to put Spider-Man in it, you know they fucking would, right? And yeah. if Somniac's do- doing it, then... Right. That's true. So maybe they're trying to bring that game back. Mm-hmm. Just an idea. Yeah. All right, and speaking of Spider-Man, uh, Marvel's Avengers will soon allow players to play as the same character in matchmaking m- missions after the next up- update. So, I thought that they already could. I think they allowed it like when we played one weekend. Oh, it was a temporal. I think anomaly. it was like a yeah. I think it was like a thing where they were allowing it for 
like a special event. Okay. But it's not a norm. Okay. But they're now making it a normal thing. Well, I, I wish it was some... I hope maybe they don't have this option, but it would be nice if they had it be like, you could choose your setting. Like, I want to make sure there's not duplicate characters in this game. You like probably it, could. Because I wouldn't well, want to play with like I mean, three Black Widows, never for mind, example. You couldn't do that because... You, how would how would the game predict if it's matching with somebody who's going to have the same pick as you? Well, the same way that it... So you're saying it just won't let somebody. Yeah, yeah. So if you have your setting to do, you can't be the same characters. Then, those then people... whoever picks first gets it and then someone has to pick yes. somebody else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's just implied you are agreeing to not being the same characters so you know to pick somebody else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because... My concern with that is the whole game was designed around the idea of playing as different characters and yeah. how they tie together with their attacks and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So if you're telling us that it doesn't matter, yeah, then that means that your game was not really developed around that concept that you marketed it as. Exactly. Unless you've completely changed the the game and how it plays yeah. in that aspect. Yeah, true. Post-launch. But even if you've done that, then that's... That changes what your game was. Yeah. Uh, also, there was a patrol mode that was announced at E3, and that's good. that's going to be pushed to after the Wakanda DLC with Black Panther. Okay. I mean, makes sense. Yeah. May prioritize the shit people care about. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, some news on the Halo Infinite game. Uh, the multiplayer is going to have a season pass that's going to be themed after Halo Reach. It's going to be called Heroes of Reach. Okay. It sounds like they're trying to like basically make more characters than just Master Chief as a character in the universe that people right. will like have backstory to and like yeah. kind of grow. Makes sense. Everything there. Yeah. So I think there's going to be like a new batch of Spartans that we're going to learn about. More options for selling merchandise. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the character, like the Spartan armors, I think going to be all customizable. So yeah. But yeah, you're right. They can make new types of armors that yeah. they can now either you win in the game by doing shit or you can just buy. Yeah. Yeah. Which if the multiplayer is free to play, I'm assuming that they're going to sell the, the armor types. Mm-hmm. On the topic of Microsoft on Xbox, apparently Microsoft has announced new monitors designed specifically for the Xbox Series X and S. So TVs? TVs that don't do TV stuff, yeah. But why? <laughs> well, they're they're partnering with uh, with Asus, Acer, and Philips to create monitors that take advantage of the hardware and support for HDMI 2.1. Oh, okay. So basically, it's just making sure that you're getting the most out of your consoles. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't have to worry about your TV not being capable of something. Yeah. That the Xbox allows. Okay. So presumably and they're going to be. You don't have be... to go spend like a bunch of money on a TV. Although I think they're pretty fucking expensive. That's what I'm wondering. Like they've got to be. If they're doing this, it's got to be at least advantageous to do this over buying a new TV. So they've got to be less than a new TV with those stats. Yeah, maybe this is just to aim at PC gamers specifically. I guess. Okay. But I don't know why that would make sense because it's Xbox, right? Yeah. So... <laughs> not a console. I mean, not a computer. But I guess theoretically you could use... Uh, no, because, yeah, never mind. Because PC, PC has Game Pass, but, like, yeah. yeah. This is specifically for the console. Yeah. 
So I guess this is for people that don't have a big PC, but they could feel like they're doing a PC stream. Okay. If they wanted to get into that aspect, sure, maybe. Okay. I don't know. I'm just spitballing ideas. Okay. It's for people that want to spend money on things they don't need. Yeah. Don't get any ideas. I've already been considering <laughs> what it could do for my happiness. Yeah. Uh, so obviously it's going to have 4K and 120 hertz refresh rate. Uh, and it's expected to be out this year. Okay. All right. Uh, WB is selling Playdemic Mobile Game Studios to EA, apparently, in a all-cash deal valuing $1.4 billion. Do you have $1.4 billion cash that you could just go and be like, you know what? Here, let's just... Uh... <laughs> I'm just gonna buy, buy this, this from you. Mobile game studio, no one's ever heard of. I don't need a. I don't need a receipt. <laughs> I know, right? I've never heard of this. No. But they apparently have some popular game that I do not have in the notes. But something, something, uh, Clash. Clash of Clans. No, it's oh. a different game. I I know. Yeah, it's something very similar. Okay. A golf Clash. Golf Clash. There you go. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. So apparently AT&T put out a press release to just assure people that they are not selling other studios. They said the remaining Warner Brothers games portfolio is included in the recently announced Warner Brothers Discovery transaction and will become part of the tr- the combined media and entertainment company after the expected close of that transaction. Meaning... Okay. We're not selling those off because they're already a part of this transaction with Discovery. Yeah. So, WB Games, we don't have to worry about Monolith, we don't have to worry about... And on the topic of WB Games, according to a job listing, yet again, WB Montreal is beginning work on a new AAA game with Gotham Knights wrapping up development. This is according to PC Games N. Okay. The job listing had... uh, Applicants' role will include optimizing class plat- cross-platform gameplay systems and NPC behaviors, among other responsibilities like tuning ragdolls. Okay. That sounds like a specific now, industry the, term. <laughs> the NPC behaviors thing had my interest because I know it's a different franchise, but it's WB Games in general. Mm-hmm. Shadow of War, Shadow of Mordor, the, the Lord of the Rings, whatever, Middle Earth games. Yeah. They have a really intricate nemesis system. Yes. And so right off the bat, I was thinking, is this something tied to that? Maybe they're advancing something with that. Good question. I like to see that it says cross-platform. Yeah. Meaning it's not going to be an exclusive somewhere. Yes. But here's the thing that kind of gets to me. If you're in a position where you can now start a new AAA game and you're finished up with Gotham Knights, the co-op batman game mm-hmm. why the fuck was that game delayed back in march to next year and assuming that there's a reason for that why the fuck was it not at e3 this year yeah that's a those are both fair questions and i don't have answers to them <laughs> because if you are finishing up with gotham knights and that means you have plenty of content to show yeah so i'm a little peeved by that they must be waiting for some other special time to give us a announcement. Like, I think they're going to do their own event at some point again. Possibly. 
when they have other games available to like throw into a, a bundle of or news. so E3 counts for Q2, so maybe we'll get it sometime for the well, you think end they're of Q3. saving it? You think they're saving it for uh, the video game awards in December? Could be. It's usually like mid December they have that. Yeah, that's a good option. And I guess if it's 20, coming out in 2022, yeah, let's say it's Q1 or Q2 even, mm-hmm. that puts it in everybody's mind. This game is coming out. Here's our newest trailer, gameplay, whatever. Yeah. Also, they're probably going to try and tie the release to the Batman release mm-hmm. for the movie, right? Maybe. Oh, yeah. That makes um, sense. I don't even know when that movie's coming out. I don't remember. Perhaps something like that. Yeah. Anyways, it just kind of like annoyed me to think that, like, why the fuck didn't we get anything about yeah. this game then if you're almost done with it? Yeah. But to be honest, I'm more interested in Suicide Squad mm-hmm. for that game. Yeah. All right, uh, on our last bit of news this week, uh, EA reportedly will reveal an, an established IP at EA Play Live in July. Uh, GameBeat's Jeff Grubb had been teasing the reveal on social media that many speculated is going to be Dead Space. Okay. This is a game I would love to see revived. Yeah. I know people don't like Dead Space 3 as much because it kind of got more action-oriented. Mm-hmm. But the overall, I think the whole franchise is good. Mm-hmm. Dead Space 1 was more of a atmospheric tension. It was very survival horror. Mm. And then 2 and 3 kind of shifted more to action. The one thing that I want to like not have in, the, in a remake if they were to do this game is the cult religious aspect. And I know people are all like, well, that's the best part of the fucking franchise. I'm like, yeah, sure, great. It, it, yeah, well, you already have Far Cry. We don't need... It's good. I get it. <laughs> but, like, I would just like them to try something different. Yeah. Because I thought it was a little too heavy in that theme. And I felt like it took away from me just wanting to fucking kill space zombies. Right. Spombies. <laughs> Spombies. <laughs> um... So I honestly didn't know that there was a cult religious aspect to those games? Yeah, it got pretty heavy. Okay. Um, Two basically opened up most of that story and then... Good to know. I mean, it might not even be Dead Space, but that's the most likely one, it seems. Mm -hmm. Because it's been dormant for a long time. I think Dead Space 3 was on PS3, 360. Mm -hmm. That sounds right. So. Well, I'll cross my fingers for you. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I mean... Okay. Is there anything that you would like to see um, from, from EA? From EA? See, I don't... Oh, man. I don't know. I guess we'll find out in July. Yes. What, do we know what the date is? When in July is the EA Play Live? I want to say like July 16th or something. July 22nd. Ah, okay. So, I was off by about a week. All right, well, that's it for our news. Uh, we did play some of the demos from E3 this last week. Mm-hmm. So why don't we talk a little bit about those? Yeah, uh, I checked out three of them. Um, first one I played was Justice Sucks Recharged, uh, which is a robot vacuum game. Basically, you play as this little Roomba character who has to uh, stop burglars from stealing stuff from the house, and you can like hack household appliances to help like attack the robbers. Okay. Yeah. What, is it like a top-down first-person? It's top-down, I think. Yeah, it's, it's top-down, but it's like three-dimensional. Okay. Um, it's kind of like perspective view. 
yeah. you can see the walls and like the stuff around you but um and so you're like going around the house and you're looking it's kind of like if you're playing the sims like you're looking through the roof gotcha. or whatever yeah, so yeah. um down, yeah. okay uh and then so like robbers come in and they're like the, the little missions like oh protect your house from whatever and they come in and they're like going to steal shit and you have to like go around and like hack the ceiling fan to like chop their head off or whatever right wow okay yeah it's very very Can you gory get the ceiling fan to go that fast yes it's very gory um and then you have to like then after you've stopped them all so, so they can hit you with a baseball bat like they can damage you mm-hmm. obviously and then once you've stopped them by using whatever mechanism around the house you then have to vacuum their body into you like vacuum and like disintegrate their body and then you clean up all the blood and then you go back to your little home before so like the the family your battery never dies. knows yeah you do that it, you're, you're murdering people yeah you're supposed to do it before your battery dies so it's kind of hilarious. Uh, I only played two levels, I think, but um, it was like kind of hard. I, I was being very OCD about it. Like I felt like there was, I couldn't ever get all the spots clean. And I was like, there's no way I actually passed that level, but somehow I would pass. So maybe gotcha. it's because it was a demo. I'm not sure. But it was a funny idea. And I yeah. think it's worth checking out if that, whenever that game actually comes out. Um, based on my limited experience, I'm going to, I would say I would slice it. okay um and then i checked out lawn mowing simulator but i didn't check it out until i had the availability to use your series x because apparently it was only for series x yeah i mean well you know because of the graphics apparently not the grass though the grass looked kind of shitty grass looked bad yeah I think it looked good when it was long but then ironically you have to cut the grass Mm -hmm. and then i thought it looked shitty bad yeah graphically when you cut it yeah yeah um, I mainly checked it out because I was like, who, the, why is this, why does this game exist? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but the graphics on like the lawnmowers looked really good. Like it reminded me of like a Forza type game, but like, <laughs> like as far yeah. as the, like you're supposed to think the fucking tractor looks so cool. Like you choose the tractor and you can like modify them and do whatever yeah. supposedly. But you have this like mission that's like, ha- uh, oh, trim the grass, blah, 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 whatever. And like you have to trim all of the grass every single little strip like you have to be perfect and if you go off the track you could like eat up a plant that's in the flower bed or you can trim the grass too short yeah for a game that feels like it's supposed to be just to like be relaxing it's to not. just do something like yeah. not fun yeah it's not <laughs> it does feel like it's a little too stressful it's very tedious and very stressful and i went over that fucking thing so you know how long it was like a mm-hmm. I think it was supposed to be a 22 minute mission the average play time and I think I took 45 minutes wow okay yeah um, because I was like no grass left behind you can see the percentage of how much grass oh, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I was like I'm still at like 85% where the fuck is it like I don't see it there was times where I was like do I tell her where it is <laughs> or do I let her figure it out so she doesn't get mad at me yeah for trying to backseat play the game yeah uh, um, but I did play it myself a little bit later. Yeah. Um, I will say, this is not the game for people with OCD. Nope. It is not. You will drive yourself crazy. Because it's like impossible to get like perfect turns. And, I know. And 90 degree angles. And... Yeah, because that was my first instinct was, I'm just going to go up the line, down the line. Yeah, it's up, very and it's not chaotic possible. trying Can't to control do it. these. Yeah. I'm assuming you get better lawnmowers Better lawn turn radiuses later. or whatever later. Yeah, yeah. you can customize and yeah. get all detail with that. But yeah. 
I would always see the spot I missed as I was like, it was too late to get it. Yeah. And so I have to be like, come back this later. This to me is like a Game Pass game. Yes. A game, like a PlayStation Plus game. Like a yeah. game that you would play if you had access. But I cannot fathom the idea that of somebody paying is it. paying for this game. Yeah. I honestly feel like I would rather pay for Goat Simulator. Because that was actually entertaining. This was just frustrating. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get that sense of relief, like, whenever I was done. So, anyway. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely... Uh, I, I'm going to go with a burn it, personally. Yeah. So, you just stop lawn mowing and you just Yeah, just burn light all the it grass. on fire. I don't need a lawn mower anymore, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I will say the graphics looked good, I guess. Yeah. I would test it. I think I could see why people would enjoy this game. It feels like it's, like, a variation of farming simulator yeah right another game where we're like who the fuck wants to do this yeah but there's obviously a market because they have how many of those games yeah that's true so it's fair point i could see why people would enjoy this i could see it being relaxing if you grasp how to control the lawnmower at a certain point yeah yeah but it's obviously not for me yeah it took me too long to like figure out how to drive it right and all that stuff so it's just it i agree it's not for me as well (laughs) Uh, and the last demo I checked out was Tunic. We had already played this demo, or at least an early version of this demo, at one of the conventions we went to yeah, ages ago. Yeah, it was like E3 before the pandemic Pretty and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I didn't make it very far in. I did enjoy it a little bit more than the pre than the other version that we had played because I, there was actually, like, I did get to the point where I found a weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I kind of got frustrated because it was like, it's one of those things where you have a save point, essentially. And so I would... I got to a point where I kept, I died like three times and I was like, no, I'm done. I don't it care. It feels like a, like a dungeon crawler. Yeah. Uh, like a, I don't want to say like a rogue game because it's very like kiddish, but it is difficult for how, yeah. how much the game feels like it's for children. Mm-hmm. It's very fucking difficult. Yeah. Do you stand by your early evaluation of it being like a Zelda, like early Zelda? It's like Zelda, but it's more mixed with the idea of like uh, the dungeon crawler type okay you know like you said you die and then yeah. you get respawned right yeah they have these zones that you go to so yeah. if you die you just keep going to that zone mm-hmm. i think you keep certain items that you found but you lose like your money and shit but you can go get it it's like sitting there it's still sitting there and you okay can go back for it okay so the demo was basically find a sword find a it was find a stick find a sword and find a, a shield, shield. And I kept getting pissed off because I hadn't found the shield yet and I kept getting hit by these creatures. When you get to the spot where you get the shield, you would have, if you didn't quit by then, you would have fucking quit. Okay. Because I was on the verge. But then I was (laughs) like, you know what? I've been sitting in my fucking underwear playing this. I got this fucking far. Yeah. And it was at that point where it was like revenge. It's like you're you're hate playing it. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't hate for the game. It was hate for the... AI characters right. that killed me. Yeah. And I know how beef with. Yeah. That I had to fucking go and get my revenge. Yeah, I did that two times with the sword. I was like, yeah, I'm going to kill this fucking guy because now I have the sword. You know, like I'm going to mm-hmm. go back. And then I did it and then I got to another point and then there was more of those like crystal-y looking things mm-hmm. that like throw shit at you and you can't protect yourself. I'm like, I literally don't know how to not get killed by this. So then I eventually, I rage quit after three times. Yeah. So I was able to get all the items. I went through the dungeon, whatever. The, it took me the longest with the shield area. 
and then eventually there's a little mini boss there that you fight, and then the game ends. It just goes back to the menu, and oh. like that's it. Like it's anticlimactic. Yeah. So yeah. there was an area where there was like the skeleton that came to life oh. on like the north east side of the map that okay. I died trying to kill at one point. I never went back to it because I beat the demo before I had a chance to go back oh, to it. So yeah. I didn't get to go back without starting over. And I was like, well, I'm not doing That's not that. a thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's fun, but it's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. If this is the demo and I'm dying constantly, then that has to be the formula of the game. Yeah. Where you're not going to survive easily. Yeah. So it doesn't bode well for my ability to play this game when it's out. Yeah, so I'm kind of like, this is a Game Pass game for sure. Yeah. If this is on the Game Pass, which I think it might be, I'll play it there. I'm definitely not buying this game. Yeah, I'm going to say that that one was a test it for me. I loved the art, and I liked the character, and I thought the the game was, I liked the way that it looked. But I just wasn't good at it. <laughs> so Yeah, the art was really fun. It, yeah. You know, like I said, it's very kiddish. It, mm-hmm. The the fox character you play as is very cute and mm-hmm. obviously it's obviously it's based off Link yeah. from Zelda, right? Clearly, yeah. It had some fun mechanics, but I did I did get frustrated playing this one. So for me it was it was also a test it. Okay. But I could see how people could enjoy the challenge. Because mm-hmm. there's you know, demon souls and stuff like that are like all about difficulty and right. shit so like yeah. that's not the game i, I could see somebody liking that in a game of this caliber right okay yeah i like games that i can put the difficulty <laughs> as low as possible i just press a and they talk <laughs> and eventually it says you won <laughs> yeah that's sign me up i'm in <laughs> i don't like games that have to be hard it's like hard stuff in real life i want it to be easy thank yeah. you okay <laughs> bad point all right, and last on my list, which is a game that I beat a few weeks ago, but I wanted to play a little bit more before I fully reviewed it, Ratchet & Clank mm-hmm. Insomniac Games. This came out June 11th, or June 10th if you have it digitally and get it at 9 p.m. Yeah. the night before. Yeah. Pro tip. You play it a day early if you do that. So this was the recent installment in the Ratchet & Clank series. It was a PS5 exclusive, so you cannot play it on PS4, surprisingly, of all the games that they had this year Yeah, come out for both consoles. Um, graphically, this was gorgeous. Like, you go look at Ratchet & Clank on PS4 from last, whatever, a couple years ago, whenever that game came out, mm-hmm. and that game was gorgeous. Yeah. This game... The littlest details in the textures of boxes, of the the ground, the the clothing, the fur on the the characters, Ratchet. It's just it it's amazing what they did. Okay. Uh, did you experience a lot of glitches, or did, was it fairly well honed? How did you feel about the, the glitches? I experienced early on, so I don't know if it was something that they were able to fix shortly after, or if it was just specific areas for whatever reason had it but mm-hmm. like there was one area where it's basically the tutorial mission where you were going through this introduction of how to shoot blah 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 not like you don't know if you played the franchise right. before but like give you the basic controls and stuff and then setting up the antagonist attacking whatever uh there was this part where you do the rail grinding which is a prominent thing in these games mm-hmm. um 
where I had to jump from one rail to another. And for whatever reason, I jumped to the rail, but then my character jumped again. And then instead of just falling to my death, I just fell to eternity. Oh, what? And I was just sitting there falling. (laughs) And I was able to pull my gun out and shoot and do like, just like, just like fuck around. But like, I have nothing happening. I'm just in the middle of clouds. and Okay, cool. So I took like a video of it. So how did you get out of that? Did you just close the game? I had to restart the game. My last checkpoint. So I lost a little bit of progress, but it was the the first mission. Okay. Um, Stuff like that happened a few times. Um, There was times where I would get, um, I think there was a a couple times where I got glitched um, under the map, which is kind of the same concept. Oh, okay. There was a physical ground. Yeah. And you got like stuck under it? Yeah. Oh, that's about That was more like stuff where I was like, there's a part where you have like these rocket boots that you use to basically like rollerblade fast around yeah. the area. And so I would like hit something weird and it was it just small things like that. Okay. Nothing that was like ruined the whole game for okay. me. A slight reset and you're fine. Gotcha. Um, overall, the game was fun. I introduced some interesting mechanic where... The whole game was based around dimensions yeah. and going in and out of different dimensions. It was kind of like the multiverse of okay. <laughs> Ratchet and Clank, right? Okay. So, um, there were like, if I remember correctly, there were like portals and yeah, whatnot. So okay. the, here's the thing. The game kind of makes it seem like there's this whole ability to like jump between different dimensions live while you're playing the game. At least that's how the trailers kind of make it yeah, seem. Yeah, they do. That's like cutscene things that happens. It's like, you know, like interactive cutscenes where mm-hmm. it's playing itself, but like occasionally you'll press X to yeah, jump or yeah. move the joystick left or something like that. Yeah. It was those kind of scenes oh. where you're not independently playing. It's just, it's on a set rail okay. and then you just press buttons occasionally. Well, that's kind of misleading. It looked gorgeous. It was fun. But, like, it's not exactly what I thought it was going to be. Overall, the dimensional stuff that they really focused on marketing this game with was... I would call it more of a cosmetically pleasing hookshot. So, what it does is you will have these rifts... Mm-hmm. Uh, around the the world that you like when you're running you know in semi open world areas there'll be these, these sections and like they'll see the rifts in areas so if you look at the rifts if you're close enough it'll highlight yellow and if you press square or whatever the fuck a button is mm-hmm. you lasso it with some energy rope and you basically pull the portal to you okay and then your character goes into the portal. So it's like, it's a mechanic where like, you have enemies that are attacking you and there's a portal behind them. Mm-hmm. You can lasso to it and then you are now behind the enemy. So you have an advantage to turn around and start shooting them from behind. Oh, uh, okay. Like, it's a fun mechanic, but it doesn't feel to me personally like anything unique that I haven't seen before. And they marketed this as it's something that you couldn't do outside of the PS5. Mm-hmm. And the tech is what's allowing them to do such a thing. Yeah. I don't really think that's true. But it could be a numbers thing where the data loading it or whatever is technically PS5 tech is allowing that. Right. But it does feel like I've seen other games do this. 
maybe not this specifically, but you know, the hook shot is a very common thing. Zelda yeah. on 64 had a hook shot, right? Obviously a much smaller scale of loading things, but like, and if you look at the Halo games on the Master Chief collection, they had a thing where you could play the original old version of the game and then press a button and it would, no matter where you were, it would always bring you between the old version of the game and the new remake version of the game. Oh, okay. And I thought, I know it's not exactly apples to oranges, but it was a similar concept, I thought, where you're jumping in and out of dimensions, I guess, if you will, in that sense. Yeah. But it just, it didn't feel like this mechanic was anything that was groundbreaking, that was something that you couldn't do in other games. Because I feel like even like Darksiders, I think they had a hookshot that felt very similar to this. Mm. And they had a portal thing. Like that. I mean, the game Portal alone is kind of the same concept, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's being said that this is like something that they couldn't do elsewhere, but it does feel like it could have been done. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they downgraded the graphics a little bit and got rid of the ray tracing and stuff. Yeah. If they would put this on PS4 later on, I would be not surprised if that happened, assuming it's possible. But overall, I really enjoyed the game. I think the story was the strongest aspect of this. Uh, They have this whole thing with this alternate dimension version of Ratchet called... uh, uh, Her name is Rivet. Okay. And she probably had the more enjoyable aspect of the story for me. Okay. Getting to know her and her backstory, I think, was more enjoyable than than Ratchet. But it could be because I'm used to that character already i already know his gig yeah this is something new yeah and so like they had her and then another clank like character Mm -hmm. that you introduced to and so that's cool it felt a lot different than the last ratchet and clank game like the platforming was all relatively the same but then the mini game stuff was very different like this one uh you would do when you play as clank you would do like these weird portal things where you have these energy balls that like one will weigh everything down and other ones will like make everything jump up and other ones will slow things down. And so they have these different elements and uh, abilities. And so it was a puzzle thing where you had to move them around to allow basically lemming versions of clank go through and get from point A to point B without, like, falling off the edge. Oh, okay. And it was fun, but, like, overall, I don't think they were that challenging. It felt like the level of difficulty for the puzzles and stuff in this game was kind of toned down. Okay. I don't remember... Uh, I don't know that I've ever played this game. Is there any kind of, like, armor or weapons customization stuff? Or Yeah, the game is based around having a billion types of weapons that are all fucking unique and crazy. Okay. They have some that return from previous games, but overall, the game... The guns all felt very similar. Like, there was, like, categories of guns that would do certain things. Mm-hmm. They do have this special gun that they have at the end that you can get through unlocking items that you find throughout the worlds mm-hmm. um which basically is just like a fun little easter egg thing for other playstation franchises that like come through portals when you right. shoot the gun yeah uh it's pretty interesting but overall i felt like i only used a few of the guns 
I think there's like a dozen or so guns, and I think I only used like maybe three, maybe four overall. Unless I specifically had to use a gun, I was very comfortable with only the handful that I gotcha. They all have their abilities that you can uh, you can upgrade them to get better accuracy, better ammo, mm-hmm. better range, all that stuff. They all have their upgrading and stuff like that. As far as armor goes, they have these different. I think it was like four different armors that you can get, but you had to collect each different one, like the helmet, shoulder pads, the the boots, mm-hmm. the pants. I think they were all like different things that you had to get. Gotcha. So from what I understood, it was a little complicated, but the way I understood it was you didn't have to have all of the ones of a set to use the armor that you had. You could use whatever you have, but if you had the whole set, it amplified the abilities of how... The perks worked so like in your favor. In Odyssey, yeah, there was like a I guess like in Odyssey that if you wore all five pieces, you would get yeah. An extra so if thing. you had the whole thing, you would get that perk, but you didn't have to wear all of that they armor. Each you could do just a helmet to get yeah. the full okay. abilities, whatever the full perks of it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Overall, it felt like I think it was like a fifteen-hour-ish game. I bought it on like the Thursday. I think I beat it by that Sunday. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but I went back and played a little bit more because there was like an arena thing that you can do. The game, I think, is based around having a replay of the game. Okay. There's like a new mode that you can do like a very difficult version of the game. You get like extra trophies or? I don't. I think these games are always designed to be, you could get all of the trophies in one playthrough. Oh, okay. But they they have like a little arena thing that you can go do some challenges and stuff. I don't think there's a whole lot of replay value unless you just really enjoy the story and want to keep playing it over and over. Right. But it's a really enjoyable game. My only thing is $70 for this game, I feel, is a little high. Yeah, for a 15-hour game, that it's seems It's gorgeous. High. It's fun. But And I know I'm on one side of the spectrum when it comes to the dollar value two hours played is mm-hmm. you know i know people are like it doesn't matter how long a game is it's about the quality of the game yeah to an extent i couldn't argue that a game like this should be the same price tag as a game like assassin's creed odyssey like you said yeah like yeah. literally hundreds of hours yeah versus 15 to 20 hours depending yeah. on your difficulty range right but i did enjoy what i played so if you really enjoy the franchise, I would I would recommend the game. Just know it's kind of pricey for the amount of time that you'll spend on the game. Does that seem like a game I would like? I think you would. I okay. think you would enjoy it. Okay. Like I said, it doesn't seem as difficult as I expected it should be. Because I think the older installments had harder qu- like puzzles and stuff like that. And there's some fun, loving characters that you'll really... like enjoy like they had basically variations of the characters that we've seen in other games come into this mm-hmm. as variants yeah i was gonna ask <laughs> I was like, are they variants yeah they're basically variants of what we've seen in other games yeah and so it's kind of fun tying them together in the overall aspect of the franchise mm-hmm. so what i have what i need to understand the story from the previous games to be able to play this no no the, okay. they, they catch you up on the last game i think and then Everything else is not... Okay. It's really not that big of a deal. There's like a backstory with Ratchet and his homeland and and his ancestry and 
being the only one of his kind or whatever okay. in this world. And they, they kind of allude to that could go expand elsewhere. Okay. So what would you say your overall rating is? Honestly, I, I really enjoyed my time with this game. And I would give it a dissect it. Uh, my only thing is I feel like I would say if you are not passionate about this franchise, wait for it to go on sale. Because okay. it is a solid game and it's worth playing on PS5. But I honestly don't see what this game offered that I couldn't see being put on PS4. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I just don't see what they couldn't have changed to make it a PS4 game. Yeah. And I feel like that was just them being like, we want a PS5 exclusive so we yeah. can say we have exclusives. Yeah. It didn't feel like it needed to be an exclusive. But I, I think that it's a great game and... If you could find it on sale, definitely buy it. Okay. Assuming you have a PS5. Yeah. Yeah, right. Make sure you have a PS5 first. Stipulation, have a PS5. Yeah. Minor detail. Well, I'll probably check it out then. Assuming I can borrow your PS5. I mean, probably just leave it where it is and just play it. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. It's like, use it. I'm not trying to take it out of the room. <laughs> Move it five feet, plug it back in on the other TV. Yeah. Okay, that is it for our reviews, that is it for our gaming section, and that is it for this week's podcast. Uh, Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast, or follow us on Twitter at DTFPod. Please, please, please go leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, because for some reason it matters and we need you to help us matter. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, You can also check us out on our website dtfcast.com or send us an email directly to dtfpod at gmail.com that's it for episode 98 of dissecting this fiction bye bye <laughs> <laughs>